Welcome to episode number 29 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast where helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you, the listener, create your own side hustle, create your own blogging business, or create your own platform so that you can change the world with your research, your background, and your expertise. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. Today's episode, we're talking about audience segmentation. And in particular, I'm talking about a simple segmentation framework that you can use for your blog. In this episode, we'll talk about why it's important to segment your blog, why it's important to create different content for different groups that will be coming through, what the main categories might look like, and how to approach the different audiences and how to create the best material that might apply to each of them in their own circumstances. We'll close out the episode talking about different monetization and the different approaches to use for these different groups and which ones may be easier than the other. We put together a cheat sheet summarizing some of the monetization aspects, which is titled, What is the Best Audience Segment for Monetizing Your Blog?, that's just a summary of what we're covering in this podcast episode, all in a one-page cheat sheet that you can download at grabblogger.com slash 29. And as always, you can get the episodes there as well, download as a nice PDF. So why is audience segmentation so important? Well, more than ever, readers are overwhelmed with the amount of material that's actually created online. So you end up in this case where readers have short attention spans, and they're overflowed with information. So if you're not you know, specifically on topic for what they need or what they want or what they're looking to see, then they're probably going to, you know, bounce pretty quickly off your site and probably not going to be very involved or engaged with uh, what you're trying to to put across. So this is really important to build out your blog, to build out your podcast or your, you know, your video creation efforts to target things in a way that goes specifically towards those different groups. Furthermore, targeting different groups allows you to diversify your message so you can apply to more people. So we'll talk about what these categories are and creating content specifically for them ensures that you're having you know, a broad, uh, diverse set of people that are coming through your website. Specifically, you can also use different monetization options or the way that you monetize your blog will differ depending on what these groups are. And we'll cover that at the end of this podcast episode. So then what are the different audience segmentations in this sort of simple framework? So I got this framework from Derek Halburn at socialtriggers.com in a presentation or maybe even a podcast episode that I listened to him. I've actually heard him say this a couple of different times. But I'll just kind of paraphrase the the different groups that he talks about. So he talks about three groups in your audience, the oblivious, the afflicted, and the informed. So he uses the example of yoga in his case. And if you ever heard him talk, he's a pretty brash, either, I don't know if he's New York or New Jersey, but pretty brash um, American that, you know, kind of says things in, in a pretty straightforward and direct way. So in this example, he mentions that he suffered from back pain for many years, um, being an online entrepreneur and working as a computer, as we we all may have experienced uh, in this field. But he says that, you know, so he has, this, he has this affliction, but he would have never signed up for yoga. And he has some choice words that he uses that uh, maybe aren't that flattering. But he talks about, you know, if he came across an article online that said, comparing different types of yoga, he wouldn't even click on it. It wouldn't be something in his mind frame to do that. But if you came across something online and said, you know, do you suffer from back pain, the top 10 ways to get rid of back pain, then, you know, that's something he's more likely to come on to. And then seeing that yoga might be a solution to that might get him into a blog about yoga. He actually gives an example where a friend actually tricked him and said, oh, I, I'm doing a bunch of different hockey stretches or something like that that are really helping with my back pain. Why don't you come meet with me on a Thursday night and we'll do that. And then when he got there, he unrolled the, the mat and, and uh, Derek realized that he's actually at a yoga studio. So he went from being, you know, afflicted to being informed on the topic. And nowadays he actually does yoga on a routine basis. So he may actually look up articles now, what are the best types of yoga for back pain? So now he's, you know, an informed reader and maybe he's looking at what's the difference between yin yoga and vinyasa flow or, you know, whatever it is 
So he's moved from being uh, afflicted, having a problem, uh, but not knowing the you know solution that this type of blog would provide or this type of business would provide to being informed and now actually going looking specifically for that information. In terms of somebody that's completely oblivious, you know, this could be a young entrepreneur, somebody who's not actually suffering back pain, and maybe an article that would really resonate with them was, you know, the long-lasting effects of working over a computer hunched for 20 years or something like that. Long-lasting effects of being an online entrepreneur that may get them to click through and learn about back pain as being an issue and going into doing yoga as preventative maintenance on that. So that'd be an example of how those three different groups may have three different completely complete different messaging. So if you're oblivious, then you need to target where they're at and make them see themselves in your solution. If they're inflicted, you really need to dig into what that pain is, um, agitate it, and provide the solution. And if they're already informed, they already know about, in this case, yoga, then you may do things like comparing different options, or comparing what you give, the information you provide to what's out there in the world. And so this is kind of what we'll talk through in the rest of this episode. What are these different groups? And then we'll, at the end, as I mentioned, talk about different monetization within these groups and how that may differ between the, the three of them. So that is the simple framework, oblivious, afflicted, and informed segments of your audience. So let's kind of go through those one-on-one. So for the oblivious segment, these are folks that don't know they have a problem and don't know about your solution. So awareness is the key part. And a big point here is to make them see themselves in your solution, in your situation or in your solution that you provide um, and in the problems that you, you solve. So when you're talking to this group, you really want to message or create case studies or do things in a way that they can see themselves. Uh, going back to my example of an online entrepreneur, if you're an online entrepreneur and you're, you know, been in for five years, then you may want to say something about, you know, where they might be after 20 years of doing this so they can see themselves in having that potential problem and see themselves in your solution. So when you're kind of telling these stories, it's important to frame them in a way that's correct for the group that you're talking to. Uh, this goes back to, you know, books by Seth Godin, uh, books like This Is Marketing, where he talks about having four parts to, you know, a good story to to get across to a group. And that's, you need resonance. You need to resonate with that group. You need to give them the belief in the solutions that you're providing and the problems that they could have. Um, you need to invite them to join you. So that's kind of his whole thing about creating a tribe. You actually need to deliver the goods at the end of the day. So actually helping them prevent, you know, back pain in our yoga example. So case studies, as I mentioned, work really well for this. I actually do this in my public speaking on industrial safety. If I'm talking to groups that are, say, maintenance managers or heavy equipment operators, you know, I'm not going to jump in and start talking about all the different technical aspects of fire and explosion protection. I'm much more likely to use case stories, you know, bring in cases where a maintenance manager was involved in a fire or something that happened at an industry facility, what he learned through that or, you know, what was reported on that. And that way, it's easier to make that audience see themselves in that situation, see themselves as potentially having that problem. And then the industrial safety that I talk about in those technical aspects are really a solution to that. So yeah, if I came out guns blazing with here's, you know, all the technical background, it's probably going to make people's eyes glaze over and they're not going to care because they're an oblivious segment. They don't know they have a problem. They don't know what the solutions are. And you get this a lot in SciComm where, you know, if it's not targeted in the right way to that group that's oblivious to the problem, then, you know, you're just going to completely miss them. So it's really important to make them see themselves in the problems that you're discussing and in the solutions you're discussing as well. So the second segment then is the afflicted segment. So those people have a problem, but they don't know about your solution or don't know about your blog or the specific things that you're talking about. They just know that they have some sort of issue. So here we move away from awareness as being the biggest issue to actually educating that audience on what the different solutions might be. 
So this audience is really good, and we'll we'll talk about this at the end of this episode, but really good in terms of setting up a you know a problem solution scenario. So they know they have a problem. They have back pain or you know they're not able to grow things in their garden properly or you know, I don't know, some problem they have in their life that you think you can help with your blog or your business. So in this case, you really want to set up that problem, frame it in a good way. You want to agitate it a bit, and then you want to provide the solution. So this is the simple kind of PAS framework that's used in sales. You have a problem, um, you come into a you know a car dealership, well, your problem is you need a new car, or your problem is probably more like you're worried about the reliability of your existing vehicle, or you're worried about your your family or your friends looking down on you for having a you know a poor car, but you come in with this problem. So the the store salesman or the car salesman is likely to kind of agitate that. He's going to ask you questions about your family. He's going to ask you questions about um, how you feel about your current car to you know make that heightened sense of severity in that problem. Then he's going to provide the solution. In your, in your case, it's you know here's the keys to a brand new vehicle. Go test drive in. No hands down. If you hate the thing, bring it back. So that's a you know a, a ploy really get you in the car. Or if you you know if you want to adopt an animal, I'll just take it home for for two days. And if you don't like the animal, bring it back. Well, nobody ever brings it back. So the afflictive segment is all about education. So identifying what problems they have, um, agitating those a bit in terms of story and case studies, and then providing the solution. So an example from grad school might be, you know, a good headline might be, are you struggling to save money as a grad student? So this is a, a difficulty that a lot of grad students have. Uh, we had uh, Dr. Emily Roberts on the podcast in episode 17, actually talking about finance tips for PhDs. So this is pretty, you know, timely for that. But if you're struggling to save money as a grad student, you're probably not going to respond to an article that's comparing different um, investment vehicles. The investment ve- different investment vehicles would be for people that are already informed in this topic. If you have a problem, you're not able to save money, you're much more likely to respond to, say, education on how to get started investing. What's the thing you should do first? So that's you know, an example from the graduate student world. If you're actually an oblivious you know, person to this, if you don't even know you should be saving, then a better headline or a better article or a better piece of content might be 98% of grad students have $80,000 worth of debt after graduate school. Well, that's something that a, you know, an oblivious segment might go, oh, really? Is this something that I'm going to have to go through? And then they may go into your material better, become afflicted or you know, get to understand the problem and then become informed and start to look at the solutions and may eventually make it to selecting an investment vehicle, but that's not where they are today. Today, they're either you know struggling to save money, so they're afflicted, or they may be completely oblivious and not really thinking about the problems that they may be having. So those are the oblivious and the afflicted segments. Now I want to talk last about the informed segment. So in the informed segment, they know they have a problem. They, they know about the different solutions. And it's really about comparing your solution to theirs. So for example, I mentioned this earlier, but why I switched from vinyasa flow to yin yoga or Bikram yoga or why carbon capture is better than some other sort of method for global warming. So these group may are more likely to come in and read this information. They're more likely to want to get into the technical nitty-gritty details, and you can give that to them in your content. So in this podcast specifically, I'm generally you know, dealing with either the afflicted segment or the informed segment for the podcast listeners. So they know they either want to build a business or they're already starting to build a business in a side hustle and they want to know how to do it better. Um, I don't so much put things out to the oblivious segment because people aren't likely to actually click the button and turn on my podcast if they're completely oblivious to online business. Now we may create some, you know, specific content that's geared towards them and shared on social media maybe or something like that to get them into the the ecosystem, but it's just going to be different framing than the afflicted and the informed segments, which is what I 
really want to demonstrate or show in this this episode. So important thing about the informed segments, they're going to want to know your credentials as a person providing the solution. There's generally longer lead time to get them through to your website, to get them to actually believe in you as you know somebody who's providing great information in this space, because they're going to be more critical. They're informed. They know what they're looking at. They know what problems they're having. So it's going to take longer. On the flip side, these are the people that are likely to get the most results from what you're doing because they have the power and the, you know, the mindset already in place to go ahead and try to change those problems they're having, those afflictions, they're more likely to get results from your work. So in terms of monetization then, what's the best segment? So you know, you built a blog, you've created a bunch of really great content for these different groups, you have them coming through, you have them interacting with each other, and you know, you're really doing great awareness, you're doing great education. So if you want to build a profitable business from your blog, what type of group is the, the best group in this you know, simple framework for monetization? The easiest one is really generally the afflicted people. So we mentioned they have a problem. They, you, know, you don't have to educate them that they have some sort of issue going on. Uh, maybe it's personal productivity as a graduate student, or you know, maybe it's handling their email, or maybe it's they need a graphic design for a, a graphical abstract they're doing or something. Like There's lots of different ways, you can, different problems you can have, but they know they have a problem. So your job then is to, to agitate that solution a bit, increase you know, how important that problem is in their life. So they're, they're willing to actually read and learn more about it. And then to provide some sort of solution, either through content that you're putting out, ways that you can help them or monetization. And in terms of building a product, it's really best to try to go for these afflicted people first, because there's a lot less awareness and education needed. And you, know, you don't have to build the type of credibility that you need for the informed audience. In terms of informed audience, then it has the longest lead time. These are the people that you know you need to prove that you're the best resource. They know what all the different solutions are. So you have to really go about showing up every day or showing up every week or whatever the frequency is and delivering value to these people, delivering solutions and helping them understand. So a podcast is a great example of this. Every week I'm here talking about what the different options are for building a business as a graduate student. So over time, you know, as one week goes by, four weeks, 12 weeks, one year, two years, five years, you get to be seen as that authority and you get to resonate and you can resonate more with this informed group. And last, I want to talk about the oblivious group then for monetization. Unfortunately, this is where a lot of people run into trouble. The oblivious group's always going to be the biggest volume. So they're going to be the easiest to target. You know, if you think of a big, if you're shooting an arrow and you're shooting at a, a big target, the oblivious group's going to be the biggest one and the easiest one to hit. But it makes them, you know, it takes a lot longer to, to make them realize what their actual problem is that they're trying to, that they're having in their life. So you need to do all that awareness work to get them up to the afflicted level. And then you do all that education work to get them up to the informed level so they can make a decision on that. If you can make a habit, you know, of converting people through these levels from oblivious to uh, afflicted to observed, then you can be very successful. Um, and there are some folks that, you know, do this quite well, but it takes a lot of work. And you really got to make sure everything's kind of dialed in right. It's, you know, quite difficult to do this. And on the on the flip side of that, this group is much less likely to pay high prices for the solutions. They just learned yesterday that they even have a problem. So they're not, you know, going to pay multiples of hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars to solve those problems when they just started having that pain or didn't even know they had that pain. Where if you have, you know, an informed group that knows they have a pain, they're looking for solutions, they may take, pay 10 or 100 times more to get that same piece of information or that same course or that same project or that same coaching or guidance. So it's really important to pay attention to what groups are coming through your website. 
uh, create the right material to attract those different groups. And then also when you're going to monetize, how you're monetizing. If you treat the oblivious group like the informed group, um, and you're not doing a lot of material around awareness, you're going to struggle to grow those people into actually followers and people that are paying for your, your blog at the end of the day. Furthermore, you know, really targeting the informed group is great because they may pay 10 to 100 times more, but it takes a lot longer to build up that authority to be seen as the best solution in that space. So as I mentioned, we put these kind of tips all in a one-page cheat sheet at grabliar.com slash 29. You can grab that there. It just has you know the oblivious customer, the afflicted, and the informed, what their definitions are, and then what some of those big key points are on tackling monetizing with those different groups. So what are some ways you can get started then through monetization? So we talked about why you do this, you know, what you should do and how to do it. What if you want to get out and get started today? So, you know, there's a lot of complex things you can do in terms of an email list and tagging people and segmentation and all that sort of stuff. And that's really great. Uh, and, you know, I'd recommend that for the, the intermediate, the advanced person. But if you just want to get started with segmentation, the easiest way is just to have something on your homepage of your website. It lets people kind of self-select. So in my case... For the oblivious group, it might be something like, are you working in industry handling combustible dust or are you working in feed or metalworking or food processing? That'd be sort of the oblivious group. Next group might be, you know, are you suffering fires at your facility and worried about, you know, the increased hazards? And the third group might be straight to the technical solutions for explosion and fire protection. So these, you know, having these selectors where you have your different material that you're creating under these different three categories, if you just put that right up on your website, then you can actually track who's clicking through those different pieces of material and see, okay, is your group mostly on the oblivious side or mostly on the informed side? And you can kind of play with those and, and change them. Another great way to do this is just have a small quiz or something at the front of your website. Um, again, this could just be done with just web pages where you track who clicks through, or you could actually put in a piece of software or something that's tracking those quizzes and those responses. What are some ways to improve this system? So certainly, you know, measuring the clicks to each of the selector options uh, is a great way to do it. And then doubling down on your best performing content. So if you're finding that most of your group is coming in with a problem and they're afflicted, but, you know, they're not looking at solutions yet, then that gives you a really good indication of where to double down more on content. So you may really need to double down on, okay, what are the impact of those problems on your life or, you know, on your relationships or on getting a job after grad school or making money or finding um, employment or anything like that. So it's about uh, taking the problem and agitating that a bit. How do we extend it to the next things to make it a bigger issue and then down to the solutions that you're providing? So, you know, a way to improve this is to double down on the, the best performing content. And then, you know, add new sections. So I can picture right now, if you had a selector that had three options, three different paths people could take and you, you know, you actually just put star, star, new or something. This is a new content path on my website people would probably click to that. So if every month you rotate through a new piece on your selector, you get an idea, okay, this is actually resonating more or less with my audience. So that is the simple audience segmentation framework. Um, again, I credit this to Derek Halpern at socialtriggers.com, talking with the oblivious, afflicted, and informed parts of your audience group. When I heard it and kind of wrote it down, I thought it really applied quite well to, to my world industrial safety. I had people that don't even know that they have a potential hazard. I have folks that know they have a hazard but don't know how to fix it. And then I have folks that know that there's a bunch of different solutions out there to fix it but don't know which one is the, the best one to move forward with. I'm um, really mapped quite well in, in my world or my 
corner of the you know science communication ecosphere, I thought it might map pretty well to yours to your groups as well. And I also want to highlight some different important aspects if you're going to be trying to monetize your blog with these different groups coming. So that's it for this episode. As always, you can find the the transcripts at grabliar.com slash 29. We include that cheat sheet, what is the best audience segment for monetizing your blog? You can get that there. Uh, if you like this content, if you like this material, you can tag me on social media at grabblogger, uh, at Twitter or Instagram. We love hearing from the audience. I love hearing from the audience. You can email me at chris at grabliar.com. I personally reply to each email um, that we get and help you know all those, all those people to reach out and help yourself build your online business. And if you have any questions for the podcast, you can go to grabblogger.com slash ask. ASK and ask them there. We'll actually include those or a answer to those in future podcast episodes. So as always, thank you for listening to the Grab Lawyer podcast. And I'm really excited to continue to help you build your online business, build your blog and your research machines and your podcast and your video creation efforts so you can make big change in the world with your research and your experience. Mm-hmm.